Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and I'm so excited that you joined us and are hanging out with us today. I'll just tell you that the topic we're covering today and the guests that we're covering it with are going to be two of my absolute favorites because this topic is something that I can genuinely tell you changed the way that I live my life. This guest also means a ton to me because he has been my direct leader and pastor for the last six years. We have a special guest today. His name is Ronnie Brumley. Ronnie, thanks so much for hanging out with us today on the podcast. Thank you, Josh. Love it. Love the opportunity. I am looking forward to our guests getting in, our switch leaders getting to know you a little bit better. If you would take just a minute and maybe just share a little bit about your life, your connection to the church, anything that would help us get to know you. Yeah. So my wife is Janet and we've been married uh, for 34 years this Come past on. January. And we have three uh, beautiful daughters. Two of them um, are married. In fact, one of our son-in-law, some of you may know, Garrett, he's a youth pastor at Mansfield. He's married to our middle daughter, Camille. Something. We have, he he's, is. Yeah. He's that Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the kind of guy when, when people come up to me about Garrett, they'll go, oh, you know, Garrett. <laughs> That's yeah. Same. We love you, Garrett. Yeah. We love you, Garrett. That's what we're saying. Absolutely. And so Janet and I, as I said, we've been married 34 years. We've actually, this year, well, I've been in ministry for 40 years. So that's, that's a, a long time to do what we've done, but we love every minute of it, have loved every minute of it. And really what we're going to talk about today is something that I learned about uh, a quarter of the way through those years that changed mm -hmm. the way I did ministry and the way I led my family in ministry. And so that's some of what we're going to get into. But we came to Live Church about eight years ago. I can honestly say it's the greatest season in our lives. We love being a part of what God's doing through our church. That's awesome, man. I, I can say the same about my time at the church. Love our church, love the life change we're getting to see happen and have loved that I've got to do it with you as my leader. And so what we're talking about today, I'll, first I'll set this up and say, when you became my leader six years ago, I had been on staff for a little while, somewhere between four and five years. And I think that you probably would have said, this guy's a hard worker. He's passionate. He loves Jesus and people. He just doesn't know what he's doing tomorrow. Right? Like that might be, you know, kind of like, you know, just, that's a pretty good assessment, Josh. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's all in, there's no question. He's all Absolutely. in. He just doesn't know what on earth is actually happening around him. And so it was interesting that not only did that affect my ministry, but you know, I, I mean, it affected my home life and I really didn't, I don't think I knew at the time that it did. I don't think I realized how much it did. Um, but, but you started having conversations with me very soon, very soon into you becoming my leader about the topic of time management. And it was because I know that there was a couple of reasons. One is because you were passionate about it and you had seen it do so much in your own life. Another is because you saw a young guy that really needed somebody to help steer him in a more healthy direction. <laughs> and I am incredibly thankful that you did. And so I can say that there's a couple of things that you said along the way toward the beginning of that time that, that really, I mean, made me just go, wait a minute, where, why didn't anybody tell me that before? Like, why have I never heard these words? And I remember you said, Josh, you know, I'd always talk about how busy I was, you know, I have so much to, I'm just busy. There's so much going on. And you said, Josh, you have all the time that you need to do everything that matters most to you in life. 
And I was like, well, that's not true because there's a whole bunch of crap I want to do. And I just not, you know, like I'm not, I'm not doing it. I haven't gone fishing, you know, every weekend. So that, and I would like to, and you really helped me understand like, no, you didn't hear me. Right. You have every time, all the time you need to do the things that are most important to you in life, but you have to decide what those things are. And that was eye opening to me. I mean, it seems like such a simple concept. I can't believe it was so eye opening to me, but. I would love today for you to share with us why why is this such a passion for you? And then along the way, I'd love if you can give us a little bit of like, hey, we know this is a brief podcast and this is probably kind of more like the beginning first steps that some people could take in, in, in working on this area of their life. But but hopefully you can give us some some vision and your heart behind it, as well as a few, maybe some cheat codes and how we can improve in this area of our life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, let me just acknowledge that since our conversation, I've seen you a complete turnaround. And I know that you're healthy spiritually, emotionally, and physically just because of those things that some of those things that we talked about. And, you know, it's really not that complicated, Josh. It's, yep. it is funny how simple it is. I mean, it, in fact, when, when I first kind of started thinking this way, I thought, like this is a no brainer. And my journey really started about 1992. I know some of you weren't even born then, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it really started about 1992 and uh, we had our first daughter in 1987. So we had just had our other girls and it was like, man, I'm not doing this well. Like, I don't feel like I'm doing my ministry. Well, I don't feel like I'm taking care of people well. And honestly, I asked myself this, or I really kind of had this thought process. I feel like I'm not pastoring my family well. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm leading the world to Christ, but I'm not leading my family in the way of Christ. And it, and yeah, and it wasn't that I was like, there's this gross sin in my life or something immoral going on. It was just like, am I winning the world at the expense of losing my family? Man. And so I... I began on a journey and I actually started it. I went to a time management eight hour seminar by a company at the time called Franklin Covey and it changed my life. I tell people two things changed my life, the word of God and Franklin Covey. And (laughs) I, 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 there's a lot of, you know, I give credit to Franklin Covey for what they did, but the reality is, is it was just some really simple principles. And I think sometimes. When it comes to time management, I know many of you are listening and it's like Josh said, I just, I don't have enough time. And, you know, the reality is, is if if you think back in creation, I mean, the Bible says in Genesis, the beginning, God created the beginning and the end of the first day. And he looked and he said it was good. So God looked at a day in our lives and said, this is good. This is enough time. And so we have to trust that God in his wisdom saw a 24 hour day and said, this is good. You can get done what I've called you to do. I think what happens a lot of times, and I think what you discovered is that we, somebody said it this way, we get caught up in the thick of the thin. Mm -hmm. So we get caught up in the things that really don't matter. Right. And the distraction, so to speak, and my goodness, there's so many more distractions today than we've ever seen. They're all around us. These things that are supposed to make our life easier have in some ways made our life more chaotic. And so it really is not about time management. 
and let me just say it this way, you cannot manage 24 hours. 24 hours is going to happen. You, you, you have no control over that. What you do have a control of is identifying as an individual what's most important to me in my life. And then saying, these are the things that I'm going to make sure when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I'm going to make sure I got those things done. That I invested in the most important things. That doesn't mean that we didn't get caught up in some of the thin, but generally what happens is we're living our life in the thin. And at the end of the day, we're saying, man, I didn't have time to get to work out. I didn't have time to sit with my child. I didn't have time to talk to my wife. And the reality is, is you had time to do all of those things, but it wasn't important enough to you. And so you let your day get caught up with all kinds of stuff that distracted you. Yep. I feel like it, it makes me think, and, and this is what it was big for me when, when we first started having these conversations was that it wasn't so much that I needed to be like, Hey, how do I make, how do I stretch this day out? Like that was not it. And that kind of is what in my head, it was always like, Oh, how do I squeeze the most out of the next yeah. two hours? You know? And it really wasn't, it was more of you actually had me at one point sit down and you said, I want you to like, you had me write out. You said like, I want you to write down the things that you actually want to do this week. And, and one, one of the things that was really cool, and I'm, I'm going to let you kind of take it from here after I set this up, but what was really cool is I had never, and I mean, never scheduled anything for my family. So everything that went in my calendar was work-related because I mean, if I'm being honest, I started at the church at a pretty young age. So I didn't start using the calendar until I started working and I started <laughs> And that's how I would create my schedule. And so my schedule was based off, this is when this meeting is, this is when I got to do this, you know, this recording or whatever it may go, be going on. And that was my whole schedule. So I would fill my schedule with stuff and then that was it. And you said, you made me think, you're like, well, what's more important? And I remember thinking, I was like, well, my, I mean, my family, you know, is my priority. And you said, well, it doesn't look like your calendar says so. And, and I was like, well, dang, man, like this is, I, I mean, <laughs> I thought this was for work. And so, and so you did, it was interesting. You made me sit down and write out, like, if you have a week, what are the things that you are unwilling to sacrifice with your family? So what are the things that you have to do? Like you want to do these things with your kids or you want to go on a date with your wife or like that, that at the end of the day, this has to happen. And then there's these other things I would like to get done and I'm going to, and I'm going to make them work too, but I got to get my priorities in there first. Mm -hmm. So share a little bit with us about like what that's all about. Like what, why, why is that? Yeah. So if you can imagine, most of us know, uh, a tennis ball container, a tube, it's got three tennis balls in it. Yep. So if you can imagine, let's just say those three tennis balls, let's say they represent God, family and ministry and your ministry. Okay. Okay. So typically what we will do is we will pull those out of that container. Those three things we will set them to the side. We know they're important. Mm -hmm. And when we're approaching a week, if you can think of all of the events that come through a day, some you're, you know, about some, you don't know about those events. If you can think of like a bean, a black bean, mm -hmm. okay. Each event is like a black bean and it, right. and it's filling that container that that's empty right now, right. that tennis ball container, it's filling that container with black beans. And then all of a sudden at the end of the week. That container is about 75% full of black beans. 
And we mm-hmm. look over and we go, wait, what happened to God, my family and ministry? Mm. And we try to take those and cram them in there and they don't fit. They don't fit. So imagine doing it the reverse. What if every week you said, I'm going to put these three things in my container, which represents my schedule. I'm going to put those three things in first. I put those in. Then I start pouring. Then the other stuff starts happening in my life. What is it doing? It's filling the container, but it's filling the empty space that's left mm-hmm. over after I've prioritized. Right. And in that, in that analogy, that's what our calendars look like many times is we're doing everything except what's most important to us. And, and so you, you may even ask the question, well, wait a minute. So are you saying to schedule time with my spouse? Are you saying to schedule time with my kids. I know I have to do that. Okay. But here's my question. Are you getting it done? Yep. I would say most of us are not, and it's not that those things are not important to us. It's that we have put no intentionality around making sure those things are taken care of first, because at the end of the day, that's what you're taking with you. Those are the investments. And, you know, for me early on, I made the decision, I'm going to look at my calendar once the week begins. I did it on Sundays. I would take my calendar on Sundays and I would, similar to the question I challenged you with, what's most important to me? And I might schedule a a date with one of my girls at a coffee shop, having three girls. I'm just going to take 45 minutes and, and have a one-on-one time with my oldest daughter. And I would do that with all three of my girls, maybe not every week, but I'd make sure I was covering one every week. And I put those in my calendar. When I was going to work out, I put those in my calendar. I put those things, the, the, the things that were important in my relationship with my wife, I put those things in my calendar first. So then I look at the rest of my day and think, okay, now I'm going to fill it with What's going on in ministry? What are those things that I'm needing to do in ministry? I'm putting those on my calendar. And then when all the other stuff kind of hits through the week, it's just filling in the gaps in the margin. Right. And I can remember times where somebody might say, well, could you see me at this time? Well, I can't. I've got something going on. I don't have to say what. Mm-hmm. Because... It's, it really doesn't matter. The point is, is I've scheduled something in that place. Now I get that emergencies come up and we have to make decisions in ministry. What's most important, maybe at a time, maybe you've got a volunteer or you've got someone that a student that needs help. Okay. We can adjust that. But the, the point is, is we're spending the majority of our time doing what matters most to us in those areas of our lives. Right. Yeah. I, I think about like, I, something I like to do is go and get coffee with my kids or, well, I don't let them have coffee, but I drink coffee and they drink <laughs> juice or something. Just don't and need I, coffee, Josh. They do Mine and mine dang sure don't need it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But all, I started going and we just before school, we'll go to the gas station and, and sit down for 30 minutes and play I spy. It's nothing, right? Like it's silly right. and it's really nothing. But this is one of those things that it actually, when I think of scheduling and like super organization, stuff like that, sometimes my, my mind starts to go, ah, man, but that's hindering the creativity of what could happen. And what I realized, the more that I started doing these kind of things with my schedule is that it actually increased the creativity in Mm. me going, Hey, there is actually significant opportunities 
for you to do things that are not, I mean, like, mm -hmm. like that took nothing. Like, I mean, truly mm -hmm. the first time I took Ben and played I Spy at the gas station, I, you the kid, it's like, he thought we went to Disney world. Like it was just yeah. such a big deal because we got to laugh and go get a snack before school and just hang out with dad. And I realized this, this was, this there was like really no investment other than me deciding mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to do with that tiny sliver of my day. And it's yeah. going to have a significant impact. And so I love that so much. So one of the other things in, if, if there's anybody listening and you're like, yeah, this is really good so far and that's some good stuff and I'll try to apply, then listen to the next part because the next part you're really going to like. Ronnie doesn't even know what I'm going to ask yet, but I know that he knows how to answer it. So the you you shared and you, I think you wrote this down. I can't remember exactly how it was, what your hope would be for your family or your children to say about mm. you one day. Mm, and I, yeah. I, that may have been a part of the, the Stephen Covey program. I don't remember exactly, but I, I just want you to share, like, how did that come about? And then maybe if you could share the outcome with us. Yeah. So I, I just, I begin to think of the different roles in my life that I play and they're not that complicated. A lot of, like for me, there's just some that are natural. I'm a husband, I'm a father, you know, I'm a brother, I'm a son. I'm a leader. So I just begin to think about five to seven roles that I play. And I wrote those down and I kind of defined what if I were, so the, the process I went through was at my funeral as a father, what would I want my daughters to say about me mm -hmm. uh, as a husband? What do I want my wife to say about me as a leader? What do I want the people that I lead to say about me? So I wrote those down in a statement, just one sentence. So for my girls, here's what I wrote. He loved me unconditionally. I felt like it, I felt like I was his favorite. He was my hero. Mm -hmm. So I would actually, every week I would look, I would take some of those roles and I would ask myself, okay, what can I do this week to ensure that my girls will say that at my funeral? And I scheduled that. It may have been takes, take one out on a date. It may have been write a note and put it in their lunchbox. I love what you said, Josh, with, with Ben, it's not big things. These are just little things, but it doesn't take a lot for, for our family to know that we love them, especially our children. And so I would do those things intentionally. And that's the key word because I'm not accidentally going to get to the end of my life and, and people say what I want them to say. I'm going to have to do something today to get to that place. So <clears throat> several years back was really in a tough spot in my life. And my oldest daughter, and let me just say this, none of my girls knew what I was doing. It's not like, Hey, I want y'all to say this at my funeral. So right. I'm going to do this. Okay. No, right. they had no idea, no clue. My daughter writes me this email that just moved me to tears. And the last thing she wrote in that email, the last statement, I'll never remember. I'll never forget it. When I read it, she said, you are my hero. Hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, I did it. <laughs> I did it. Yep. It, it happened. Yep. In 1992, when I made the decision to live differently, here we are and it happened. And I knew then that this stuff is not accidental and anybody can do it. And in the busyness of our world today, the best thing that we can do is first of all, figure out what's most important. And it's generally the same for all of us. 
figure out what's most important and then schedule it. Quit right. making excuses and schedule it. I'm also glad that you didn't have to die to hear that. Like, yes. you know, your, your whole plan was the funeral thing. So I'm glad you're still here to hear it. I'm not planning on it anytime soon either. Yeah, so, right. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I have, so I've, I've been a youth pastor at Life Church for 10 years. I have been under truly, I promise. I know, I know a lot of you know a lot of great leaders. I promise you, I have been under the leadership of some of the greatest leaders on the planet. Our church is full of them. We are blessed. God has done so much to continue to fill our church with leaders that are called to this. And as a result, from a pretty young age, I, I have gotten to be invested in and challenged in different, different ways, different elements of leadership, different things that I needed to grow in. And all of them were very, very important in my development. None of them were as important as this. There, there was nothing I learned about leadership along the way. There was nothing I learned about parenting or pastoring along the way that had more of a, a truly a radical influence on my life hmm. than me realizing that if I wanted to end up what you're, where you're describing with your own kids, right? If I wanted that to get to be me one day, then I, just like you said, I couldn't just expect it to get there on its own. I wasn't just going to be able to be like, yeah, I'm just going to be a dad and do dad things. I'm going to be a husband, husband things, and it's going to be great. We're going to have fun. And at the end of the day, they're going to think I'm awesome. Like that's, that's just not, it doesn't mean they wouldn't love me, but it means that if I had a mark I was aiming for, what on earth would make me think I was going to hit the mark if I wasn't looking at it? Yeah. And so that's the thing that we had to yeah. change and I, I had to change. For me to even be able to do ministry in a healthy way, to survive it, I had to change. Mm. I know mm. that I applied a lot of what you taught me because I still work here <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> there's just no way. It's like, you know, not, and I'm not even sure that I'm saying because you'd have fired me. I think I would have just burned, I would the, the yep. candle would have just burned out. I mean, For I just, sure. I couldn't have sustained the pace and it wasn't healthy. And yep. now I get to... Now I get to bear more responsibility through the church and as a, as a dad and husband than I ever imagined, even in the most, what felt like the most overwhelming out of time season of my life. Like if I compare it, yep. I feel like I have more margin now and, and I am able to do so much more. It's, it's yeah. wild when you look at it and you go, well, then what, what changed? Like did, well, we know the 24 hours didn't change. Like we are positive that there is the same number of hours in the day. Yeah. And so I, that's why I've loved this so much. That's why I wanted switch leaders to get to here. And so if you're a switch leader and you're, you're listening, if you're like, man, I don't know if this applies to me, then you need to, you need to rewind and listen to it again. Because <laughs> if anyone that is, if you're a human being that breathes air, you need to listen to this. Yeah. And, and this is why, because if you're a parent, you need to listen. If you're a spouse, you need to listen. And if you're a single person, you need to listen. If you're a small group leader, you need to listen. If you're helping with the welcome team or the cover two team and switch, you need to listen. And this is why, because you are only given so many hours and so many days mm -hmm. and you can either spend them thinking about what you might want to get done, or you can spend them actually getting it done. Yeah. And those are kind of your two options. And I think that, you know, when Pastor Craig talks about, um, our mission, our plan in life, our vision, our kazone. He says, everyone ends up somewhere, but few people end up somewhere on purpose. That's it. 
yeah. and, and being willing to go all in and say, I am going to make sure that I put the big rocks in first. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that my family is a big rock and that yeah. I schedule time with them and that I'm the best parent and spouse I can be, or the best, um, son or daughter I can be aunt and uncle, whatever it may be that you see that role in your life, live it out, but plan it out. And so yeah. Ronnie, I appreciate you so much for being here with us. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Um, is there anything else kind of in, in closing, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Well, first of yes, first of all, Josh, let me just say, thank you so much for the opportunity. It is something I'm very passionate about. And, and just also just to say to you, man, what a change, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of sitting back and how all of this unfolded in my life. I've been able to watch it unfold in your life. And when I look at your schedule and, and where God has put you and the opportunities and the doors that he's opened for you as a leader, it's crazy to think when, six years ago, this guy would have suffocated under the schedule mm -hmm. he has today. Yes. But actually you're thriving under it. And I think it's a testimony to the fact that, you know, many, God never gives us more than we can handle. And when we get in a place where we're going to start being a better manager and a better leader of our, of our time, of our resources, then what does that do? It opens up doors of opportunity to us and it opens up creativity because our mind's not bogged down trying to remember everything because we've got it written down. Right. So, so significant. But I want to just say, take a moment to say to all of you volunteers, you know, my wife is a switch leader has been for years and yeah, Janet, we yeah, love come her. on, come on. And here's, here's what I want to say to each and every one of you. First of all, thank you. Thank you for the difference that you're making in kids' lives. My children were the recipients of a great youth ministry. And I want you to know that what you do every single week, every single day in investing in these young people. It is a deal breaker. It is a difference maker. And you are literally affecting the church of today. You are literally investing in, in these individuals and changing the trajectory of their lives. And you may not see it and it may feel like, gosh, I don't know if this person's even growing, but I know one thing we do our part and God does the part that only he can do. And so I just want to say thank you to each of you. And I challenge you to really just take some of the things in this podcast. And like Josh said, if you need to re-listen to it, listen to it. But I challenge you to take some of the things in this podcast and just begin to implement them. If it's just very little, begin to implement them. And I believe that God will multiply our time and he'll multiply our resources when we do that. So thank you again for the opportunity. Absolutely. And hey, as Ronnie said, we, we believe so much in what's happening in Switch. There is a fire lit in our ministry right now. So your, your feet should feel a little warm because we're excited. And if you're going, I don't actually, I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't felt the fire. Then I need you to grab a match because it's everybody's responsibility. <laughs> so know that there is a fire lit. God is going to do some phenomenal things this year in 2022 in Switch. There are already more stories I have heard than I can, I can actually count right now. That's how much I'm watching God do incredible things in the youth ministry at Life Church, And so, man, thank you all for being a part of it. As I said, don't, don't sit around and wait for somebody else to light the fire. Grab a match, be the one that is helping start the fire and create Come the on. wave. 
It is so incredible that God uses ordinary people like us to do extraordinary things in the lives of teenagers that need us desperately in this generation. They got tons of distractions. Let's be the constant in their lives. We love you all so much. As always, thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.